Welcome everyone to Mika Podcast. I am so grateful with you. Yes, I'm full of grace. Thank you so much for being here with us. Today we are making this podcast from the seaside of Bulgaria, which is a completely different environment in which I am normally living, which is the Balkans. And I love how diverse is Bulgaria. So you will probably hear the birds, the people, um, the, the, the sea, and the air. It's just so diverse and beautiful. And we have a very special guest today. She is from Bulgaria. She had achieved so much in her life. And she's going to be helping to build the city of the future. So, we have so much to learn from her. I really hope you enjoy this podcast. Hi, Nadia. I really hope we can do it this time. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, honestly in Dubai we have a few restrictions and this is one of them that uh, voice over IP, it's, uh, it's not really allowed. Oh my god. Okay, let's see. Everyone, yes. welcome to Mika Podcast. We are very, we are today with a very special guest, Nadia, who is from Bulgaria. And I was saying we already tried to record a podcast, but it didn't work. So let's try this time. And I was saying that Nadia, that you're such an inspiration for us. Um I was mentioning that everyone in their lives have this dream, at least us as a women, I don't know now, we have this dream to build a career and some women choose other paths in life, right? Some women decide to be mothers or other things um, and other ones decide to follow exactly the dream and I feel that you are one of them. So I wanted to ask you, uh, how did you build your career? Where did all begin oh wow um yeah please let me know if you stop hearing me or if i uh if i get uh, paused again yeah. uh, how how i'm building my career it's uh it's actually absolutely not a scientific answer um i go with the flow and i go with my gut feeling and so far it has done me very very well and uh, so so i continue to do the same basically but um, my whole life i've been just uh, choosing the options that look the most difficult or the most challenging and the ones that are exciting me the most and i go for them and i make them successful um starting from i was uh, maybe we've spoken about it i was uh, accepted full scholarship in the american university in bulgaria and in Bulgaria. Oh. And that was already months before I even graduated uh, high school. And then all of a sudden on my path came this open day for Dutch universities. And I went to that open day with absolutely no expectations. I was not planning to apply. I was already accepted, something that I wanted to study. And I just met this wonderful woman. And it's always been women in my life that brought oh. me places. So I, I met this wonderful woman and she's like, wow, you, you sound so... Uh, so cool don't you want to apply in holland i think you'll be accepted if you apply 
and <laughs> we spoke for probably 10 minutes and it was not even in my hometown uh, it was basically during school hours um, that uh, we went with uh, with one of the my friends maybe my boyfriend or his best friend had a car so we just drove in the middle of the school day to Varna which is on the seaside and randomly ended up in this hotel which had the open day of those Dutch uh, schools. Yeah. <laughs> and this woman came to me and she's like yeah you should apply and I was like yeah I should apply and a couple of weeks later I was accepted and then wow. the whole summer basically I saved as much money as I could to to go and study in Holland, something that I didn't have the finances to do and I didn't have even the intention to do. Um, but and you didn't have family as well there, you were just starting no, in your own. I didn't have family or anything there, so it was uh, it was me, my uh, 800 euro, so my, my parents uh, basically managed to Um, to collect enough money to pay the tuition fee but they were like yeah that's basically it and like this is the money and poor guys have no idea even how they found those 800 euro which was supposed to hold me for three months until I find a job and then I go there and the the place where I was supposed to live the uh, the student accommodation have been actually demolished because it was in a bad, uh, oh, bad God. so the only student accommodation that they had available was for 400 euro a month in a trailer park so basically from three months money for living and uh, and pay my rent now i had two months only rent no food enough money so i knew that i have to very quickly find a job and pull myself out of it and I ended up working actually four jobs next to my study. Wow. And, uh, and, and from there on, I just, I never, as a problem, I always saw it as like, oh, okay, that's, that's another challenge I have to figure out how to deal with. Um, so long story short, the question, how did I decide my career path? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it just flow. Just one thing another. And you knew that you were, very disciplined person right you you're determined to do whatever you have to do that's to achieve maybe a short-term goal absolutely there were um i'm not saying anybody's right or wrong it's just the type of person i am uh, that in that school uh where i studied there were around uh, 17 or 18 other bulgarians because we just opened our borders in 2007 to the european oh. union we just became uh -huh. part of the european union so um it was influx of bulgarians it was the first batch of bulgarians that go there and we as bulgarians and especially in that university it was quickly like the the academia soon realized that we are actually very smart and very well educated everybody coming from there we were holding the highest positions uh, in terms of grades in the classes um we were outspoken and everything but more than half of the bulgarians that that were there with me um just felt like uh, like they're secondhand people or that the weather is not good enough for them mm. or that uh, that it's too hard being so far and i never had that it's just my, my mentality is always like just crack on and get it done mm -hmm. okay here is the thing when we go abroad or when we actually when we are outside from our comfort zone Sometimes we are afraid, right? We get too much into our minds. Maybe we even become apocalyptic. 
if I stay, maybe it's too cold. What if I don't come back? And then we start asking ourselves so many questions that maybe we stop at some point and then we don't continue. So what did you do when you feel fear or, or you never felt that? Or what do you think a person should do when, when they are in a place alone in a new country and they have some moments of, you know, some existential moments? There have been exactly two moments in my life that I've been uh, doubting myself and scared. And actually, um, arriving in the Netherlands was one of those moments. I was, um, just to paint you the picture, I didn't have enough money to have a laptop. So I went there without computer, um, without phone, or like a very old phone. I didn't have enough money to, uh, to buy a plane ticket. So I took a bus, and this bus was and in, oh this, in this bus, why did I take a bus? Because I could take more luggage, including some canned food. And in this bus, um, basically, I, uh, in those 56 hours, I am 48 kg at that time. My suitcase was above 48 kg. I had a, a backpack of 18 kg. So this is the picture. The bus arrives in Utrecht and whoever has been to Utrecht knows that the bus terminal and the, the station terminal have about 50 steps upwards from the bus to the train station, which I had to do with my weight, my suitcase and my backpack to catch a train in a country that I've, I've studied English, but I've never practiced English. So in a country that I wasn't sure if people understand English, mm -hmm. I had to get a train ticket arrive in the train, uh, sit in the train, drag my suitcase up the train, and then arrive at this tiny little train station in Sunday evening. And Sunday, everything is closed in Holland. And Sunday evening, I have to arrive at this tiny little station in Leeuwarden, which is very way north in the Netherlands. Going down from that train with all the weight that I had to carry, with all my muscle pain that, that has now settled in my uh -huh. body. That was mm -hmm. the moment when I just, I, I had a few coins, a few euro, and there was a payphone. I, I opened the payphone and I said to, I called my parents and I'm like, mom, dad, I'm okay. The moment I closed that phone, I have never felt ever in my life a despair like that. Because I was like, shoot, what have I done? What <sighs> have I done right now? But to be honest, that's, I think, the, a very pivotal moment in my life because I was like, well, whatever is, is. I'm not, I'm not under a bridge in the street. Like, I'm smart enough to figure out things for myself. Uh -huh. and yes, it's scary. Yes, it, it will be hard, for sure. Uh -huh. But let's try to figure it out. And let's think and not panic and figure out how to do stuff. If you could tell something to that Nadia that day, what, what would you tell her? now like you're Nadia of the present what would you what, what would tell what would say to this Nadia of the past who was in that train station or was carrying these bags I wouldn't dare say anything to her honestly um, I think that that's something that I had to go through and I had to to allow myself to feel that and mm -hmm. also to make sure that I never feel it again uh, because because I know how it feels I know what I mm -hmm. never feel it and I wouldn't want to disturb, you know, the, 
the butterfly effect. I wouldn't want to to go to her and speak to her, but I would definitely be the 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 smiling face of the old woman across her in the train. That just mm-hmm. <laughs> see. You're doing a great. Me. You're doing a great. <laughs> just a smile, like yeah. So amazing, and something inside you also probably prove how strong you are, right? Like you said, anyway, you can figure it out. You're smart. You can figure it out. We can. Sorry, I think I interrupted you. No, 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 no. And you did, you figure it out. And so then you started studying and how in this world you arrived to Dubai? (laughs) So from the four jobs in, uh, in the Netherlands that I had, one was in the marketing department of the university, So after I graduated, they were like, hey, there's this Dutch lady in Spain and uh, she's organizing a billionaire fair. Do you want to go and do an internship there? And that's how I ended up in Spain. But basically within a week of uh, helping this lady organize this billionaire fair or millionaire fair, uh, she was like, I'm going to pay you. You're you're not an intern material. I, I need to pay your salary and I need to hire you right now. So wow. that's how I ended up in a real estate company in Spain that was selling luxury properties and organizing this millionaire fair. And her, her brother-in-law was building houses uh, with her. So she was a realtor and a developer and he was building houses with her and he has multiple companies in, uh, in the Netherlands. And when he saw uh, us, well, at that time, me and my partner, we both joined that company. When he saw us, he was like, what are you doing here? You're wasting your talents. Um, you should come and work for me. Um, I have a, a project in Dubai, but come first to back to the Netherlands and to figure out a few things and to figure out how um, to understand my business. And then I want you to go to Dubai and set up this company for me. So basically a world with a wind of events and I'm still a great friend with that lady. She's a Meg, she's an incredible woman that, that taught me how to do uh, Qigong in the morning and meditations and then how to be super business focused. And basically the balance that she had between, between um, spiritual and, and uh, materialistic worlds, it's, it's a balance uh-huh. that I've never seen in anyone else. So wow. she, she taught me those two things that you, you can't do only one or the other. You can't be only spiritual or only materialistic. You need to find the balance. And, but then we, we ended up with my uh, then partner back to the Netherlands. Uh, we started working for that company to understand what, what, uh, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. This and then we, ca- we came to Dubai to set up a company for him. And I ended up working there for three years before I decided to leave. And then six years now on my current job. Wow. Okay, just a quick question. How do you find a balance in between business life and spiritual life? <laughs> Because now you're, okay, way far in your career. You already build businesses, uh, live lots of many years in Dubai and you I, I can I, you can say that you are successful successful businesswoman so how can you find a balance uh, knowing that you have uh, a lot of things to do in the day and how yeah how do you find it we all have so much to do in the day though but um, much wasted time that we can make intentional time 
and and realizing and accepting that hey i did this intentional thing it already helps your uh, your being what do i mean uh for example i don't watch tv series um, mm-hmm. that's time time waste but i do watch tv series how do i watch them i go to the gym and i go on the treadmill or on the bike and i put my tv series because then i feel that i'm doing something for myself while i'm doing something mm-hmm. for tv series i don't i don't drive to work i take the metro to work because instead of nine minutes it takes me 40 to reach the office what do i do in those 40 minutes i listen to audiobooks that are good for uh, business management or even just a, just a novel so i use those 40 minutes of time for myself where i walk and i listen to something and i i learn something from it sometimes it doesn't work sometimes my mind is racing with so many ideas that i have to pause the the audiobook and and I use my thoughts, but then also mm-hmm. have time for myself. So I'm I'm doing something healthy. I'm doing something good for the environment, and that's that's a big thing of my life. That I I always choose the environment before myself. So I I would take a public transport. I will walk uh, t- total like 15 minutes public transport on half an hour walk. And in Dubai at the moment it's uh, 42 degrees, so mm. it's the most pleasant of things. But I would choose to do those things because I've decided. And I've made the mindset that this is something that helps me. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's how anything could be good and anything could be not waste of time in our day if we just make it intentional. Mm, I love that. Really love that. Yeah. So you use a space and time properly. You think, I have this space, I have this time. How can I do it in an optimal way? Yeah, to be good for myself. It's, uh, and and yeah. of course, we, we are very practical uh, Virgos, but, uh, but <laughs> also to be, to be very, uh, something that is good for me. Yeah, I understand. I really love it. And it's not multitasking. It's not like you are not focused on one, like both of them, one is more physical and the other one you use your mind. So it's kind of the balance point. It's not that you will end tired emotionally yeah. tired after that no because you you find that balance point and speaking about environment i'm very excited about your new project i'm really 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 excited and actually the title of this podcast is, is a bulgarian woman is helping it's going to help to build the city of the future <laughs> yes yes that's my, that's my new role yeah yeah i'm very excited as well Oh, can you share with us a little bit of that project? I really, I'm really excited about it. It's really interesting. One very smart in Saudi decided that uh, to bring the, the best and brightest in science and technology in one place and for them to decide to live in Saudi and to create, uh, to develop the world from Saudi, it has to be an incredible city. So mm-hmm. they started by by collecting the best and brightest that can build this city. And those best and brightest came up with a brilliant idea to have a city that doesn't have roads and that everything, although the city is 100 plus kilometers, everything in the city is within five minutes walk. And it's extremely environmentally cautious. For example, currently they don't use any plastic there. So uh, like they already wow. told me that, uh, that I will have my own water bottle and whatnot, that, uh, that things are done differently there. And I love that. I uh, yeah. to, to experience that a, a whole city. Well, as of now, it's just a village. It's thousand people, but a whole um, future city that is 
full with extremely smart and incredible people that all believe in uh, in keeping the environment safe. Yeah, that's really amazing. It's like the most amazing project I ever heard in my life when I saw. Uh, can you share the name with us? Is it Neom? Neom. What's yes. Neom? Neom. It's amazing what I saw on the internet. I was like, ah, oh, so satisfied in my, in my mind. I thought it's amazing that people right now are building that concept of city and I hope other I hope it works I hope other cities in the world follow it because it has so much potential and it's brilliant it's magical and you will be there and we are very proud of you that you you, you will be there seeing the process very in a close-up you will be seeing everything right how everything develops from the yeah. beginning Yeah, basically the first uh, phase, it's opening in three phases, and the first phase is only opening on the, in 2025. So I will be really one of the, well, the pioneers, I guess, of being there from the beginning. Amazing, and we hope we can speak again in 2025 yes. to, to see how it went, your experience exactly. in Neon. <laughs> we are so grateful um, that you're here with us, and... Again, you inspired us a lot. And I'm also very excited to hear that a lot of women helped you to be in the place where you are from the intellectual point of view, your career, and also that you follow your instinct. And I, I don't know if you can share with us some, I don't know if you have some uh, role models or books, something that really inspired you in all these journeys that you had in your life. Um, I've also been very, very um, blessed in that regard that uh, even starting from my mother, she's also a very incredible and strong woman in business so that so be able to buy property for us. And there have always been women in my life, in, including now I have a mentor and she's also a very, very strong woman, um, that women just come in my life. And sometimes I just sit and think, wow, why do they even want to talk to me? let alone give me so much knowledge and, and share their power. And sometimes I'm just overwhelmed by the, by the greatness and goodness of those women that just, just give. And mm -hmm. there are moments, of course, that I doubt myself and say, wow, I, what am I giving in this relationship? It feels so one-sided. And then I have to remind myself that it's probably not. And I also have things to give and I should not feel uh, like having an imposter syndrome. And I should enjoy the journey and try to learn as much as I can. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of women that have been personally in my life that have done a lot. Um, I would say for books, there are a lot of good books that, uh, that one can read. Recently, one, um, it was by Chris Voss. And it made, a, uh -huh. it made impression on me. It's uh, how to negotiate or it's something from Chris Voss on the topic of negotiation. That was a book that really, really changed my um recently my opinion of how to how to lead discussions and conversations uh so that i can get something out of it so the more oh the my god i need to read it so i have better negotiations with my husband <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great book honestly it's a great book um but there are yeah there are so many good books it's i try to read um well, minimum one a week Um, so currently I'm reading the one of, um, it's a very old one, Losing My Virginity from uh, Richard Branson. 
Mm-hmm. I think mm. maybe 10 plus years old. I'm not sure, but it just, I came across it. And it's also, it's incredible to see how also he, he stumbled upon stuff, but, but not really. Like he was just brave enough to take things that, that nobody else would be brave enough to see and to see how they're being um, executed and to just see them mm-hmm. through. So mm-hmm. that, that's also, it's incredible. And I love reading biographies. And another example, uh, just, just the day before yesterday, I, I had to stay home. I have a, I'm a little bit sick. I'm on antibiotics. And so I, I decided to watch a movie. And I watched it's also a very old one, animated, Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. The lessons of management and of dealing with anxiety in that movie are incredible. <laughs> incredible. So you can I will watch it anywhere, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. I will definitely watch it. And what what things bring you joy or balance? Maybe you try a lot of things, but do you have any principle for your life that helped you to bring balance? Um, I, I think that balance comes with people and especially with me, balance comes with family. So there are always moments that, that I'm um, somewhere far or, or somewhere exotic or I think, oh yes, I've achieved so much in my life. Woohoo, look at me. And in those moments, I would immediately think, okay, I need to call my parents. Okay, I need to call my brother and I need to share this and be humbled down back to to, uh-huh. to being who I am, to, to getting to my roots. So I think balance for me comes from um, from not forgetting my roots and for keeping keeping my family close. Um, in terms of a more day-to-day balance, I would say working out helps me a lot. I work out, uh, well, every day, sometimes a couple of times a day. Um, so that's, that helps me a lot to, to find balance and workout I consider also in yoga and workout I also consider kickboxing. So it depends. I, I switch up based on my mood, but achieving uh, physical goals helps, my, helps keep my mind clear. Yeah, focus amazing. On the, focus on the mindful goals. Uh-huh. And I understand and also connecting them. And do you have any guilty pleasure? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Where should I start? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. The most obvious one. <laughs> okay. The most obvious one that everybody in the office is uh, making fun the most of me is French fries. So I would never <laughs> buy ever. But everybody knows that if they buy, they have to call me to the lunch table and, uh, and share with me. <laughs> oh, my God. We need to go to Belgium to eat French fries, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm sure you eat them there when you go to Belgium. <laughs> Actually, to such extent that uh, friends were like, okay, so when you accept the job, so for Neom, when you accept the job in Neom, when you get it, even before I got it, they knew that I would, when you get the job, uh, we will make a French fry party. So they bought for me from six different places French fries. And I, I literally have the pictures. We were just sitting on my dining table and I was degustating different types of French fries and deciding which is the best. And, and that was my, uh, my hiring party with my friends. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You need to come to Bulgaria so we can have another potato party. Here, yeah. I don't know about the French fries. Maybe some... I don't oh, know. Oven potatoes, your oven potatoes are also amazing. That's okay. Um, that's, that's 
um, flatter and flatter. If you are so much into potatoes and you like my potatoes, then I'm happy, happy. <laughs> so what does it mean self-love for you? That's our last question. How do you give to yourself love or what does it mean self-love? Um, it's hard to define, but basically don't be too hard on yourself. Sometimes we, we go, and me included, we go into those moments that we're like, oh, today I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And I had 30 things on my list and look at me, I've achieved nothing. I'm such a failure, might as well give up. And, and just in those moments, give yourself self-love and, and try to understand, okay, why didn't I do this and that? Uh, what's happening? Listen to yourself, listen to your body. Um, don't be too hard on yourself. I think that's that's the biggest thing with self-love. We, we're always giving mm -hmm. to give the others the benefit of the doubt or the compromise or or be nicer if we don't have to be nicer. Why are we then so hard on ourselves? Why don't we give ourselves that benefit of the doubt and and that niceness? We also need a smile yeah. in the end of the day. Yes, yes. I, I love that. And I learned that recently. I was pushing myself too much to, to follow... Uh, healthy habits or this and that and then I was some days I just couldn't and and I was judging myself because I I, I was setting up a goal no and I, I needed to do that so I can prove myself but no at some point I just stopped and I, I started listening to my own body and my own mind and oh my god <laughs> my life changed completely because I feel less pressure um, my mind is resting yeah. much better like before it was too busy or nervous mm -hmm. so I think the level of anxiety went down once I started listening to myself and as you said I for example I stopped being hard with myself basically I started parenting myself a little bit mm -hmm. like speaking with this little girl inside me <laughs> trying to be nice and kind with her like I allow my kind inner voice to be stronger than the other voice, you know, this yes. mean voice that, oh, you didn't do it. Oh, you ate all the chocolate. Or So yeah. now the mean voice is not that important. Yeah, so you're super right. Exactly. Yeah. Nadia, thank you so much for being with us. I really hope we can speak, in, of course, in private soon and in the podcast once you are in Neon, like, it would be amazing if one day in the future you can share with us how is that process um, of Neon, the, the city of the future, and how the communities are evolving and the systems inside. I am super curious about it. And I really wish you a beautiful time there. Thank you so much. And uh, yes, definitely, we will keep in touch. <laughs> Thank you, Nadia. Have a beautiful day in Dubai. And thank you so much for being with us in Mika podcast. Yeah, enjoy and enjoy the seaside. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>